the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And truth. This is the new Freedom 1570. KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. President Trump's impeachment legal team has been announced and will include former Harvard University law professor Alan Dershowitz and Ken Starr, the former independent counsel who led the Whitewater investigation into President Bill Clinton. The team also including Pam Bondi, the former Florida Attorney General, White House Counsel Pat Cipollone, and the President's personal lawyer Jay Sekulow will have the lead roles. Iran's Supreme Leader has lashed out at President Trump in his first Friday summer in Tehran in eight years. The fact that Ayatollah Khamenei was addressing thousands in Tehran for Friday prayers is significant, a sign that he's trying to bolster his authority after the tumultuous events of recent weeks. Rather than a world audience, his message was directed clearly at Iranians and had two main points. First, he spoke of unity and acknowledged the tragedy of the shooting down of a Ukrainian airliner, which has prompted a new wave of anti-government protests. But his main target was familiar. He described U.S. leaders as clowns for saying they supported the Iranian people. BBC correspondent Sebastian Usher. Also at townhall.com, a gun rights group has turned to the Virginia Supreme Court after a state judge upheld a ban on firearms at a pro-gun rally set for the state capitol on Monday. The Virginia Citizens Defense League and Gun Owners of America call Governor Ralph Northam's ban on guns at the rally an assault on their First and Second Amendment rights. But the judge ruled the governor has the authority to protect safety and welfare in the state, citing rulings from the U.S. Supreme Court and other courts that have found the right to bear arms is not unlimited. Hours before the decision, the FBI announced the arrests of three men linked to a violent white supremacist group. The governor says they're neo-Nazis who are coming to Richmond amid threats of violence. I'm Ben Thomas. The stocks are higher, the Dow up 34 points now, the Nasdaq ahead five. More on these stories at townhall.com. Oh, wow! It can't be. Oh, yes, yes, yes! Where have you been? If you snore, the first time you use mute can be quite an experience. (laughs) I can breathe! I can breathe! Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. (laughs) Thanks to Mute, you get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth, which means less snoring and more chance of sleep. Oh, that's the best night I've had in years. In trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more. Snore less. Sleep better. Ringing liberty and truth for Freedom 1570. Winter storm warning goes into effect today, tonight and into tomorrow. Uh, Temps in the low to mid-20s all the way through today, tonight and tomorrow. But heavy snow, blustery conditions, patchy snow and uh, wind chills being a factor as well. 
Uh, the snow totals anywhere from uh, 3 to 5 today, maybe an additional 3 to 5 tonight, uh, maybe an inch or so tomorrow. We'll keep you posted. We're Freedom 1570. Eric Metaxas wants people to try to open their minds. A lot of people have been upset with me for my support of the president. I think, well, try to understand why. Anytime somebody says, oh, you're just selling your soul for political power, it's just kind of funny that people say that as though like they know that's true. And I think, look, if you know me, I would like to think that you'd at least know that I would never want to do anything like that. So maybe it's worth trying to understand what I'm saying. Let, let's try. Eric Metaxas, Sunday mornings at 10 on Freedom 1570, ringing liberty and truth. If you are experiencing hair loss, let this be the year to make a new hairs resolution. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss. I need more hair.com. Hi, I'm Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to I need more hair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair, and they can do the same for you. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, the results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Let this be the year to make a new hair's resolution. Check out INeedMoreHair.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus, healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to cover a unique topic, this thing called adversity. You know, matter of fact, is not only is it the title of our show, but it is actually the word of the day. Adversity. Uh, this is uh, says difficulties, misfortune. Uh, Merriam-Webster says a state or instance of serious or continued difficulty or misfortune. Uh, adversary, adversity in dictionary.com uh, is uh, noun, plural. It says adverse or unfavorable fortune or fate, a condition marked by misfortune. And, you know, today that's what we're going to talk about because – you know, adversity, I, I want to suggest, is a building block to greatness. There's something in life called failing forward. And I believe that we learn far more from our failures. We learn far more from uh, our adversities. We learn far more from the ability to overcome than we do when things are simple. You know, we are, have three zones in life. We have this comfort zone that can be stale and stagnant. Uh, our marriages die in it. Uh, we never get pushed or stretched, and yet most people long for the comfort zone. They want to live in the comfort zone. They want to die in the comfort zone. Outside that comfort zone is fear, false evidence appearing real. I always tell people when they come to my training at likeitmatters.net 
that I can give them fear's address. It's right outside your comfort zone. And the interesting thing about fear is it's a straw man. It's not real, but it is a great teacher. Uh, and when you realize uh, fear is nothing more than an acronym, it's false evidence appearing real. Uh, once you learn how to function at a high level uh, in fear, what you might call adversity, uh, it actually goes away. We actually grow, we stretch, we become more than we were before. Uh, and outside that zone called fear is a zone called panic. Now, I would suggest that you not forge your mail. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough place, but man, you can function for a very short period of time. And I would suggest that today what's going on in America, what's going on in our families, is that we save people from adversity. Matter of fact, if anybody has any adversity in their life, we, we want to play the victim. You know, the good book says that uh, a righteous person will stumble seven times but get back up, but the wicked will stumble into ruin. Uh, and, you know, I, I struggle with that because I had a very tough childhood. And in the process of that tough, tough unfair, uh, very challenging, abusive childhood, I learned many things that I could not learn outside the adverse environment that I was raised in. And I gave my kids a totally different lifestyle compared to what I grew up in. My kids had a cakewalk, and they will tell you, the first ones tell you it wasn't perfect, dad did this wrong or dad did that wrong. But one thing I always wondered about, because of a lot of my adversity, a lot of my pain, a lot of my struggles as a child, uh, taught me how to, how to overcome, taught me how to make things happen, taught me uh, who to depend on and who not to depend on. And I removed all that from my kids and gave them a lot easier, simpler life. Uh, in the process, um, I don't know if they can handle adversity as well as I can. I, I can bob and weave. I'm I'm like a Muhammad Ali. I'm a bobbin and a weaving. I'm a, a float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Kind of reminds me of a story. I heard one of my favorite stories. A, a young woman went to her mother and told her about life and uh, how things were so hard for her. She didn't know how she was going to make it and wanted to give up. She was just having a real big pity party for herself. She was she was tired of fighting and the struggling, and it seemed as one problem was solved, a new one arose. And upon hearing that, her mother uh, nodded and uh, affirmed her, uh, and then her mother took her to the kitchen. She filled three pots with water and placed each one on a high fire. Soon the pots came to a boil, and the first she placed carrots in the second, she placed eggs, and in the last, she placed ground coffee beans. She let them sit and boil and without saying a word. In about 20 minutes, uh, Mom turned off the burners. She fished the carrots out and placed them in a bowl. She pulled the eggs out, placed them in a bowl, and then she ladled the coffee out and placed it in a bowl. Turning to her daughter, she asked, tell me, what do you see? And uh, the daughter replied kind of flippantly, Carrots, eggs, and coffee, Mom, what do you see? Her mother brought her closer and asked her to feel the carrots. She did, and she noted that they were soft. The mother then asked the daughter to take out an egg and uh, break it. After pulling off the shell, she observed the hard-boiled egg. Finally, the mother asked the daughter to sip the coffee. The daughter smiled as she tasted its rich aroma. The daughter then asked, okay, mom, great. Uh, I'm not sure if you give me a cooking class or what, but I came here telling you my life's problems. What does eggs and carrots and, and coffee have to do with what I shared with you? Her mother explained that each one of these objects had faced the same adversity, boiling water. 
each reacted differently to the same adversity. See, the carrot went in strong, hard, unrelenting. However, after being subjected to the boiling water, it softened. It became weak and pliable. The egg had been fragile. Its thin outer shell had protected its liquid interior, but after sitting through the boiling water, its insides became hardened. The ground coffee beans were unique, however. After they were in the boiling water, they actually changed the water. And with that, she posed the question, which are you? When adversity knocks on your door, how do you respond? When life should be penalized for getting a 15-yard penalty for unnecessary roughness, are you a carrot? Are you an egg? Or are you a coffee bean? A coffee bean? And think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Which are you? Are you the carrot that seems strong, but with pain and adversity, do you wilt and become soft and lose your strength? Are you the egg that starts with a malleable heart, you know, but but changes with the heat? Uh, do you have a fluid spirit, but after a death, a breakup, a financial hardship, you know, a, a sickness, whatever, some some other trial, have you become hardened and stiff? Does your shell look the same, but on the inside, are you bitter and tough, with a stiff spirit and a hardened heart? Or are you like the coffee bean? The bean actually changes the hot water. The very circumstance that brings the pain. When the water gets hot, it releases the fragrance and flavor. If you're like a bean, when things are at their worst, you get better and change the situation around you. When the hours, the darkest and trials are the greatest, do you elevate yourself to another level? How do you handle adversity? Are you a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean? No, the happiest of people don't necessarily have the best of everything. Matter of fact, I've heard stories about people going to the poorest countries in the world and meeting some of the happiest people with very little. See, it's not always about having all the stuff. It really is sometimes just about making the most out of everything that comes along the way. You know, I've learned the brightest future will always be based on a forgotten past. You can't go forward in life until you let go of your past failures and heartaches, or at least process them, at least deal with them. Although you can take those things, no matter how bad, no no matter how unfair, and you can choose to turn them into great learnings, great things. And see, in my training, it's really tough. I squeeze people. And I create a a tough environment, and not, not to be mean, not to just make it tough. Because you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. You can tell who people are, what they're made of, by putting a little pressure on them. And boy, that really tells a lot of people more about themselves than like to know. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about adversity and the power of it. You can let it destroy you, or you can let it make you stronger. It's up to you. I'm Mr. Black. We'll be right back in three minutes. 
When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Parkinson's disease is a neurological movement disorder affecting an estimated 1 million Americans, including many under age 40. The American Parkinson Disease Association is the largest grassroots network in the United States, working to help ease the burden and find the cure for those coping with Parkinson's. Visit apdaoptimism.org today to find out how you can help millions live with dignity and optimism. Your action today will help APDA put an end to Parkinson's disease. Join the Freedom Insider Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit freedom1570.com today. Just click on Fan Club. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, a really important message. Uh, We're talking about adversity. Uh, Something that in America now, we've become a a country of victims. Uh, And boy, every time we get knocked down, we want to stand our butt and blame blame the president, uh, blame our mom and dad. Uh, blame circumstances, uh, blame how life ain't no fair, how life is hard, and all those could be true. But what are you going to do about it? You can stay down and feel sorry for yourself, or you can do like the book of Proverbs says and pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again. Matter of fact, I love to read, and uh, years ago, when I was really going through some bad stuff, uh, 
I got this book called The Upside of Adversity, Rising from the Pit to Greatness by Oz Hillman. I highly recommend it. As a matter of fact, in uh, Amazon.com, it says Oz Hillman is a modern-day biblical Joseph who experienced his own decade-long journey from the pit of despair to the pinnacle of success in life and in the workplace. Here he explains how God uses adversity to show his power and his purpose. Oz identifies seven reasons people experience adversity and the three stages of response, including practical ways to cope when circumstances veer out of our control. And see, this is why it goes back to who you are and why you're here. These are such important things in life to know. Uh, and that's why I create an adverse situation uh, in my class. And go to likeitmatters.net. I, I have the most powerful two-and-a-half-day leadership training available. Most people tell me it's the toughest, most challenging thing they've ever done. It's not tough so I can brag about it being tough. It's tough because leadership has to do with the person. And leadership development is really personal growth. And personal growth is flat out the most difficult type of growth there is. Why do you think most people avoid it? And, you know, we have three places that we can live in life. Our comfort zone, uh, outside of that is a zone called fear, and outside of that is a zone called panic. And believe it or not, even though people long and crave to be in this comfort zone, it kills us. It's a death knell. Our marriages die there. Our relationship with God dies there. And we've got to be living out in that zone called fear, which is right outside our comfort zone, false evidence appearing real. It is through adversity that we grow. It is through adversity uh, that we find out what we're made of. I mean, so many quotes. I mean, Eleanor Roosevelt uh, said this. I'm glad she said it because somebody could take this as a, in a weird way and say, a man can't say that. Eleanor said, a woman is like a tea bag. You never know how strong it is until it's in hot water. And, you know, in the first segment, if you missed the first segment, you need to spend an hour a day listening to this radio show. We call it an hour of power. We work on your noodle, work on your noggin. You have unlimited plasticity in your brain. It's the one organ in your body that the more you use it, the better it gets. And just like with all other muscles, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. There's no reason not to be as young and spry as you want to be. In the first segment, uh, I, I shared a great story about a carrot, an egg, and a cup of coffee. And it represents that when life happens, when things get hard, when we approach boiling water, you can have many different people approach the same environment and all have different outcomes. It's not what happens to us that makes us who we are. It's how we respond to it. you got to know that that's the key with adversity. We're running around today in America and protecting everybody from adversity. Uh, we don't want anybody to struggle. It's not fair. And that's what the whole privilege movement, white privilege and this privilege and that privilege. And, you know, it's covetousness. It's the Tenth Commandment. And it's killing people. Again, uh, beware of things, you know, what's that saying, that uh, uh, the road to hell is paid with good intentions? There's a lot of good intention people out there destroying people. I mean, keeping them from growing, keeping them from getting their wings. Uh, I love animals. And let's say you're watching this uh, egg hatch, and you've been watching it for a couple of days, and this little bird's been working to get outside of that shell, but uh, it doesn't seem to be able to make it. So uh, uh, you get worried about it. And so you know if you touch it, that mother will never have anything to do with it. So you put on double gloves, and you even get tweezers. So there's no way uh, any of your scent, any of your oils, any of your, anything can touch that egg. Uh, it's protected so the mother won't abandon it. So you get these tweezers, and you slowly pull the shell off that little creature, that little bird. What did you do for that bird? 
sounds like he did something great, right? Sounds like he did something wonderful, right? Nope, not at all. Depending on what time of day it is, you've made that little creature someone's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. See, that bird gets its strength and its wings to fly by breaking itself out of its shell. It's got to break out of its shell so before it can fly. And a lot of us are in a shell, and we're this, these little snowflakes. We can't say a word. Our enemy's got to laugh at us. If you say the word Trump, people crumble. Uh, oh, my God, triggered. <laughs> wow. Boy, Russia and China must be shaking in their boots. All they got to do is say, do, do a banner of Trump, 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 Trump. And every college student in America will crumble and start crying like a little baby. I mean, it's silly. We're so much better than this. You know, uh, in the Bible, you know, when, when Jesus told Peter he's going to go to the cross, the Son of Man must be crucified. You know, Peter thinking he's doing the right thing. Oh, not on my watch. Oh, no, nothing's going to happen to you, Lord. And, and, God, and Jesus said, behind me, Satan. He wasn't calling one of his best friends on this planet Satan. What he was saying was the words coming out of his mouth did not come from his father. Because it was through his, 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 the cross that man would be redeemed. And yet we're attempting, uh, Peter was attempting to keep him going through that adversity. And then his outcome for, for incarnation would be wasted. Hebrews 5 even talks about this. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Being designated by God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And I like the Message Bible. It's a paraphrase. Uh, you know, it's not, uh, it's not a translation. It is a paraphrase. But it says this about that same verses. He says, while he lived on earth, anticipating death, Jesus cried out in pain and wept in sorrow as he offered up priestly prayers to God because he honored God. God answered him. Though he was God's son, he learned trusting obedience by what he suffered, just as we do. Then, having arrived at the full stature of his maturity, and having been announced by God as high priest in the order of Melchizedek, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who believingly obey him. Uh, James says this, James 1, 2-4. Says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. See, ladies and gentlemen, adversity. And when you look up, that's our word of the day. The definition of adversity by Merriam-Webster, uh, Merriam-Webster is a state or instance of serious or continued difficulty or misfortune. Notice that word misfortune. Uh, and matter of fact, it goes on to say at the bottom of this Merriam-Webster page says, adversity, quote, mischance, misfortune, and mishap all suggest difficulty one sort or another. Adversity particularly applies to a state of grave or persistent misfortune. Mishap suggests an often trivial instance of bad luck. Misfortune is the most common and the most general of the terms, often functioning as a simple synonym of bad luck. Isn't that amazing? Dictionary.com calls it adverse or unfavorable fortune or fate. And I'm telling you right now, we're not using the word properly. 
uh, when the, the spies were going in the land, Joshua and Caleb were the only ones, uh, when they came back from their 40 days spying on the new, the new land, the, the land flowing with milk and honey, they were the only two that gave a good report. And I don't know if it was Joshua or Caleb, and he said, oh, yeah, they're giants in the land, but they are mere food for us. And I'm going to suggest that adversity is food for us. You know, we fell forward. We learned how to overcome. Some of the great people, America was founded uh, and created and made great by people who were life-treated unfairly, by people who had misfortunes beyond. Whether you study people like Johnny Erickson Tata or Jackie Robinson, Martin Luther King, look at Rosa Parks, look at the real civil rights movement, not the joke of what some people call it today. But the reason why Martin Luther King Jr. had a dream is because he knew Jesus Christ. His dad went to Germany and learned about the Reformation, Martin Luther's job. And before his dad went to Germany, you know what Martin Luther King Jr. was? His birth name on his birth certificate was Michael King Jr. Michael King Jr. But when, he, when his dad went to Germany and saw how Martin Luther took on the Reformation in a peaceful protest and it went through adversity, to treat people, to show people the real word of God. Michael's dad, Martin Luther King Jr.'s dad, Michael King Sr., said, man, I'm going to rename my son because that's a great pattern to follow. And Jesus himself was considered the man of sorrows. Read Isaiah 53, a man accompanied with grief. So ladies and gentlemen, today I'm going to pose this question to you. Whatever adversity you have in your life, it doesn't matter what happens to us. It matters how we frame it. It doesn't matter what happens to us in life. It matters what happens in us in life. In other words, it doesn't matter what happens to us, but it does matter how we explain it to ourselves. And I want to suggest that in my experience, the people who've experienced the most adversity, most pain, and learned how to overcome that, learned how to get better instead of bitter. That's a big one. Learned how to get better instead of bitter. They use their pain uh, to help other people. Because HR 101 says hurting people hurt people. But it doesn't have to be that way. We can use our adversity to get better, to grow better, and then to help others who are walking in similar shoes. Because in order to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins, you got my point? Then you understand. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the, the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. 
Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Don't let your home be invaded this season with rats and mice. Keep them away the most humane way with plug-in pest-free, 100% chemical-free, totally safe for your family and pets, and environmentally friendly. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest-Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that has been scientifically tested and consumer-proven since 1995. Now that's fair income. With a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year manufacturer's warranty, what have you got to lose? Stop inviting unwanted rodents and pests in with baits. Say goodbye to traps and start saving money today with Plug-in Pest-Free. Order yours now at gopestfree.com and save 20% with promo code SAVE20. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Are you ready to start saving money? gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And again, I want to thank you for spending an hour of your time with us. You know, time is that one commodity that can never be replaced. And uh, you owe it to yourself. You deserve it to spend an hour of power to work on your noggin, to, to work on yourself. I think it was uh, Gandhi that said, you know, want to be the change that you want to see in the world. Be it. Act as if. And, you know, we're all creatures. We're all human beings. And, uh, you know, if you're going to learn how to help other people, you should learn how to help yourself. You know, that's key. It's key. you got to know. And we learn through adversity. We learn through adversity. And yet today we live in a world that if stuff goes bad, uh, we think there's something wrong. Well, maybe that adversity is getting you ready for something great. As a man of God, a man, I've, I want to play big for God. And I know that if I'm going to play big for God, sometimes he's going to take me into the desert, into the valley to where I struggle. I have to learn. I have to learn in my weakness, his strength is perfected. I've got to remember who's in charge. And until I get weak, I can't let him be strong because then I think I'm doing it. You know, that's where the saying, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I must die daily. And it's Christ, not me, that lives. And so you got to realize this. De- adversities are word of the day. Uh, the, the Bible, I mean the Bible, the uh, dictionary says it's difficulties, misfortunes. Uh, it's uh, adverse or unfavorable fortune or fate, a condition marked by misfortune. And I'm going to tell you, it doesn't have to be that way. Man, some of the greatest people in the world had a lot of unfair things happen to them. Had a lot of things that they shouldn't have happened. 
But they learned how to overcome. They learned how to deal. They learned how to move through the prejudices of life. Uh, life ain't no fair. I read that good book. And two th- things I learned a long time ago reading that good book is life ain't no fair and life is hard. And we're actually told to, that there are two paths out there. One's wide. A lot of people are on it. It's fun. Stay away from that one because a lot of people are having fun and they're comfortably going to hell. So be careful. And, but it says there's a narrow path, and it's hard. There's very few people on it. He said that's the one you want to find. Uh, Haruki uh, Murakami says this, And once the storm is over, you won't remember how you made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure whether the storm is really over. But one thing is certain. When you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in it. That's what a storm is all about. It changes you, ladies and gentlemen. Roy T. Bennett in, in The Light in the Heart says, Keep going. Your hardest times often lead to the greatest moments of your life. Keep going. Tough situations build strong people in the end. I'll tell you, my childhood prepared me for a lot of things uh, in, the, in the military. You know, you, you go through boot camp, which is a struggle. I took high PT in boot camp. I realized it was a game and that th- these uh, drill starts were wanting to get me ready to be a good soldier. I mean, in football, you got the two-a-days. Uh, man, they were. We used to call it uh, Hell Week, and I would say I survived Hell Week, right? Two a days, grueling, pads, sweating, dripping, getting hit, seeing what you're made of, overcoming. Look at special forces in the military, SEALs, Rangers. Man, they're put through adverse situations. They're held underwater for long periods of time. They're they stay awake for days at a time. They go on. All day long bivouacs. I mean, they, they're stretched. They're pushed. It's outside their comfort zone. You see what you're made of. You know, there's a proverb out there that says, you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. In other words, when you back someone against the wall, you know what they're made of. And if they've never back, been backed against the wall before, they don't know how to respond. They don't know how to handle it. But through adversity, we can grow. I'm going to tell you, it's a reframe. Remember, the frame we put around anything gives meaning. And I'm going to suggest that too many people uh, are, are comfortably, uh, you know, just dying. Too many people, they're, they're comfortable in a marriage that's going nowhere. They're, they're comfortable in a relationship with God that's been dead for a long time. Maya Angelou said, you, you may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. In fact, it may be necessary to encounter the defeat so you can know who you are, what you can rise from, how you can still come out of it. That's why I love her poem, I Will Rise. I Will Rise. She knows what it's like to be treated unfairly. She knows what it's like to have adversity. And so many people today don't. We're, we're a snowflake society that people can't even say words around us. We freak out. You know, Vince Vaughn shook the president's hand uh, out of respect and politeness, and the Twitter world went crazy. People were having heart attacks. People were uh, crying and weeping. They, had, they were triggered. Wow, because we respected someone we might not agree with, because we uh, we shook a hand, we approached, showed proper etiquette. Wow, yeah, uh, what, what's happened, America? We've become a country of snowflakes. Uh, one word can trigger somebody. You know, we need safe places to go. That's just silly. We have enemies out there. In our weakness, God's strength is perfected. We must learn how to overcome when we get knocked on our butt, we must pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and hit it again. And the more you do that, the better you get at doing that. You know, a guy goes to New York City, wants to do some sightseeing, and he jumps in a taxi cab, and he said, Hey, Mac, uh, 
what's the best way to get to Carnegie Hall? And the taxi cab driver turned around and looked at the guy and said, that's easy. Practice, practice, practice. You can read all the books about overcoming. It ain't going to make you an overcomer. You can listen to the greatest speaker talk about overcoming adversity. That's not going to give you the gifts and talents of what's needed to overcome adversity. It's learned in the fire, in the arena. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, and spends himself in a worthy cause, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither defeat nor victory. That was by Teddy Roosevelt. And you got to realize, adversity can be a great teacher, a great teacher. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross put it this way, the most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. These persons have an appreciation, a sensitivity, and an understanding of life that fills them with compassion, with gentleness, and a deep, loving concern. Beautiful people do not just happen. Don't you get it? That's the key. Charles uh, Bukowski said this, having nothing to struggle against, they have nothing to struggle for. There's this guy by the name of uh, Alexander, I think it's Alexander Titler. It's called the Titler Cycle. And Titler believed that democratic forms of government, such as those of Greece and Rome, have a natural evolution from initial virtue toward eventual corruption and decline. In Greece, for example, Titler argues that the patriarch spirit of love and indigenous freedom became gradually corrupted as the nation advanced in power and splendor. In other words, it became comfortable. Titler goes on to generalize patriotism always exists in a greater degree in rude nations and in an early period of society. Like all other affections and passions, it operates with the greatest force where it needs, where it meets with the greatest difficulties. But in a state of ease and safety, as if wanting its appropriate nourishment, it languishes and decays. It is a law of nature to which no experience has ever furnished an exception, that the rising grandeur and opulence of a nation must be balanced by the decline of its heroic values. Now, I've read a lot of stuff that maybe it was misattributed or not. doesn't matter. He says, the average age of the world's greatest civilizations from the beginning of history has been about 200 years. During those 200 years, these nations always progressed through the following sequence. From bondage to spiritual faith. From spiritual faith to great courage. From great courage to liberty. From liberty to abundance. From abundance to selfishness from selfishness to complacency, from complacency to apathy, from apathy to dependence, and from dependence back into bondage. Stunning. Now, there's no reliable record of Alexander Titler really having written any part of this text. But it surely is powerful wherever they got it from and whoever wrote it. Two centuries ago, a somewhat this is what was stated originally, two centuries ago, a somewhat obscure Scotman named Titler made this profound observation. A democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the majority discovers it can vote itself largest out of the public treasury, 
After that, the majority always votes for the candidate promising the most benefits with the result of the democracy collapses because of the loose fiscal policy ensuing, always to be followed by a dictatorship. That's why we go from cycle to cycle to cycle. We get in a comfort zone. Again, we start in bondage. We're in bondage. We're going to break free. Then we get spiritual faith. We realize we're going to depend on God. And through that spiritual faith, we have courage. We learn to overcome. And then we fight and we get to liberty. And then liberty brings us an abundance. But then once we have abundance, we become selfish. And as we get all this stuff, we become selfish. Then we become complacent. And complacency brings in apathy. Apathy then goes back to dependence. And then we start all over again in bondage. And that's where America rests today. We've got to get this. We're, 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 that's what the whole illegal immigration thing is. The Democratic Party wants to bring in all these people. They'll be, most of them will become dependent on the government. So they'll get free stuff. And then they'll get driver's license. And who do you think they're going to vote for? The people who give them free stuff. So that's the way the Democratic Party, that's why they want illegal immigration. That's why they want open borders. So they maintain control for eternity, for in perpetuity. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to get out of our comfort zone. Because in our comfort zone, we go stale, we go stagnant. And, you know, fear has an interesting, con- has an interesting concept. Fear is a great motivator. Pain is a great motivator. And for some, the pain's not great enough. We're, we're staying stuck. We're, we're just reelecting these Democrats who are destroying this country. At some point, we got to get out of that side of that comfort zone and wake up and use adversity to our advantage. I am Mr. Black. We'll be right back in three minutes. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. 
You want your child to succeed at every level in life. To succeed, they need a solid foundation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I want to thank you again for joining us here. And today's message has been very important. It's called Adversity. That's the title of the show. uh, And that is uh, really the word of the day. And if you missed any of this show, you need to listen to it again. So go to likeitmattersradio.com. That's our website, likeitmattersradio.com. And you can listen to this and many other archived messages. Uh, when you go to the website, just hit listen now, and it'll pull up the most recent broadcast, which will be today's, if it's today. Uh, and then it'll show the ones uh, preceding it as well. And spend an hour of power working on your noggin. You know, I, I this is not a political show, although I do go into culture, which is uh, what you, some of you would call political. But I take the sciences, whether it be transactional analysis, neuro-linguistic programming, multiple intelligences, logotherapy, uh, constant never-ending improvement, Dr. Edwards Deming's work, uh, emotional intelligence, Dr. Dan Goldman's work, epigenetics, Caroline Lee, Bruce Lipton. Uh, and again, my standard truth is the Word of God. Uh, so uh, you get a full-body uh, experience. You know, man's a three-part being, spirit, mind, and body. And unless you're dealing with all three, uh, you're not taking care of the whole creature. And today, we are talking about adversity. It's an important word. Uh, And it's misused and it's mislabeled. Uh, It's not a misfortune. Adversity is what grows us. Uh, Iron sharpens iron. Uh, You know, it is a tough situation in my past that I've learned the most from. It's made me stronger. It's given me wings to fly, wings to do. And, you know, the reason why I can help a lot of other people because I have a lot of pain. Uh, and uh, I can either use my pain to hurt other people like most people do. That's what the automatic response is if you don't consciously do something different. Or you can use your pain to help as many people as you want. You know, I, I counsel a lot of people. And last night at a 17-year-old kid who's going to be going through my training in a couple weeks and uh uh, mom said that he took a lot of pills uh, to take his life last night. And uh, about a week before, they found a knife in his uh, backpack, I think it was. He was going to kill himself, take his life. And uh, so mom said, I don't know what to do. And so I talked to him on the phone. And after a lengthy talk, I said, you know what? You're better than this. You know, you have a lot of pain, but, you know, your pain, uh, and, I, and it just went on. I don't want to say too much of what I said. But I said, uh, you have a choice. You can let that pain destroy you, and you can let the devil that's in your head, even though it sounds like you, 
tell you to take your life. Or you can take all the pain that you have, all the disappointment, and you can learn how to overcome, and then you can use that to help tens of thousands of other people. And here's the question. If all the pain, if all the adversity you've been through is because God trusts you and believes you, and if you could take that pain and use it to help 10,000 other people who are in similar pain, was it worth it? And ladies and gentlemen, I have asked that question of probably 500, 700 people. And once that question is clearly, concisely, quickly, yes, everything changes. Everything changes. We go to from a victim to someone now that has street cred. And that's why I can help so many people because I hurt because I walk in people's shoes. I walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. How can we give someone a hand up when they're in a valley in a pit? unless we've been walking in their shoes. And so we were talking about before a titler cycle, all democracies go through. They go from uh, bondage to spiritual faith to courage to liberty to abundance to selfishness to complacency to apathy, dependence. And then we go back to bondage. Why? Because when we're in a struggle, we work to overcome. I mean, you look at the church. The church has always grown. In, under persecution. It is the times like in America where the church is so stale, so comfortable, that it wants to be like the world, uh, that the church is going stagnant, that the, the church to some degree is uh, basically becoming inconsequential because it's hard to separate the church from the world anymore. The church wants to, wants to be liked by the world and wants to look like the world, uh, and so it's got its, job, it's got its outcome. It's got its desired uh, outcome. Uh, it does. It, there's no telling the difference. And yet God tells us to be different. And we grow through persecution. We go through overcoming. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying it's justified. I'm not saying it makes what the other people are doing okay. But in those times, you got to really define who you are. In those times, you have to define why you're here. In those times, you define why you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again. We live in these comfort zones. They're stale and they're stagnant. And we need to be stretched. We need to be pushed. We learn what we're made of. You know, uh, the Bible says a dog returns to his vomit. And a sow, after cleaning herself, returns to the mire. Why? Because that's what dogs do. Why does a cat meow? Because it's a cat. Why does a dog bark? Because it's a dog. Why do we go to what we know in times of despair? Because we're human beings. But we can reprogram it. We can do something different. You know, uh... Solomon is a great story in the Bible about Solomon where, where God approached him in a dream. He had a vision, and, and God said, Solomon, you can ask for anything you want, and I'll give it to you. And instead of asking for money or wealth or, or a victory over his uh, opponents, you know what he asked for? He asked for wisdom. He asked for wisdom. And God said, because you ask for wisdom, I will make you the wise of all, and I'll give you everything else as well. And Solomon is considered only one of the wealthiest people who ever lived, but one of the wisest ever lived. And in the book called The Richest Man Who Ever Lived by Stephen K. Scott, uh, here's what he says. It's under the heading I put, The Reason for Adversity. He says, according to Solomon, there's an extraordinary purpose to the type of adversity or conflict that comes into our lives that is beyond our control. That purpose is to melt away the outer crust of common rock that surrounds our souls and hearts 
and produce refine and reveal the character within. Exceptional attributes emerge that cannot be developed by any other means. Like the refining process of gold or silver, the result of this is that we become much stronger emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. Rocks containing minute quantities of gold are worth a few dollars per ton. Refined gold is worth hundreds of dollars per ounce. Similarly, conflict and adversity are the smelting processes that can create or refine our true character. And all the powerful attributes that attend such character, patience, compassion, kindness, courage, faith, perseverance, loyalty, integrity, and love. So rather than being angered, discouraged, or resentful of adversity and conflict, we should embrace them for the benefits and opportunities they provide. For without the fires of adversity and conflict, there is no refining process for our character or our heart. So each time we encounter adversity, we have a choice to make. Either we can give in to it and become discouraged and angry, or we can choose to be patient and look to the long-term benefits that may result. Whether we make a conscious choice or a choice by default, the choice is ours nonetheless. Choosing the first path will make us bitter and guarantee our sense of loss. Choosing the latter path will make us better, will make us stronger. And see, in my training, I do, my two and a half day training, I've been doing it for 30 years. I've changed 15,000 people's lives. That's why I'm on the radio. Go to likeitmatters.net. It's two and a half day training, and it's a fiery furnace. And uh, one of the reasons why it's so tough is I create an environment where each individual will have to take a 100% honest look at themselves. Talk about adversity, because we live in denial. We're natural born procrastinators. We don't want to focus on the truth. Uh, you know, if we don't want, we procrastinate with I don't know. If we pretend we don't know, you know, if we don't know our marriage is broken, then we don't need to work on it. We don't we need to look at our culpability. We don't need to, to change some things, right? So we pretend we don't know it's broken. Uh, if coach is doing some inappropriate things with your kid after practice because you're not there where you should be because you're too busy building your kingdom on this planet, then we don't need to take a look at our lifestyle choices. We don't need to make tough decisions. We don't need to realize that there is adversity in our life. Just because pretending it's not there doesn't make it go away. And so um, I'm telling you right now, this one of my classes is tough. And we take a 100% honest look at ourselves. It will knock us square on our butts. And you can stay down and feel sorry for yourself. You can play, play the victim. You can blame adversity. You can blame a male culture, a white culture. You can blame the orange guy in the White House. Uh, you can blame your mommy and daddy who did the best with what they had, even if they screwed it up. Or you can pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again. And the Book of Wisdom says this very clearly, that a righteous man will stumble seven times but get back up. But the wicked will stumble into ruin. And life's a series of choices. We're all going to have adversity if you play big. Your choice is this. Are you going to look, take a look at adversity as a friend or a foe? As you're going to look, are you going to look at it as something that makes you bitter or something that makes you better? Choose carefully, leader, because those choices have consequences. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the Kingdom Builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest-looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you, and he loves his new roof. Ring 